Far off, in the distant skies of worlds unknown, there flies a ship called the Kurgan. Aboard, some of the toughest sons of guns for hire this wild universe ever knew. They are the Misery Loves Company. Years earlier, a younger Ahab squinting into a sun and on a planet covered in jungle. A playground. A training dreamland. Ahab wields a knife. He wanders through the forest as silent as he can. Every leaf that crunches under his feet, every limb that brushes against him is an alarm. He is failing. He stops. Listens. He knows he is caught. He waits for the strike. The voice of his enemy. His mentor is louder than thunder in the quiet. You move without purpose. Weakness. Ahab, in present day, leans against a burning tank. A wound on his leg bleeds. He can hear the dripping in the silence between the guns firing. He smiles. There is no one to help him. No one to fix his light. No one to cover him. It's exactly what he was trained for. He'd caught this group by surprise. They were in exactly the positions the surveillance data Magna had secured said they'd be. The rest was now up to him. He pulls something off his vest. A clear orb, filled with something unknown. He clutches it in his hand, rolls to the side of the tank, and tosses it to the two men left defending the road. The smoke from the tank smells like gunpowder. Ahab limps away from it, hoping he can be far and away if it happens to explode. He waits in the woods nearby to see which direction any reinforcements will come from. He checks in with the others via a link with a Kurgan. Everything good? Yeah, I'm eating. During the mission? As far as I'm concerned, this is the mission. Oh, whatever. Clyde, Busy. keep in touch. Another soldier comes down the dirt road, armed and searching. He spots the dead by the carnage Ahab inflicted. Kurgan, I'm letting out one of your eyes. Keep it on him. Ahab released a small, cycloptic drone from his vest. It flew silently around him, getting its bearings, then took off for the sky. Ahab flipped on a visor that fed him data captured by the Kurgan. Ahab, Clyde, I'm about to make a lot of noise. Be ready on your planets. They're gonna know. Thanks for the uncharacteristic heads up. Yeah, thank me when they're dead. Kill them all, Bernie. The man kicked at the corpses of his fallen comrades and radioed to someone else. He disappeared back down the road. Stay high, Kurgan. You're clear to follow. Thanks. Ahab felt like he was reliving the entirety of his combat and stealth training. When he and his twin sister Ava were young, they had run off to the Perhara in hopes of joining the warrior monks there. Those were the hardest years of his life. He never heard from his parents again, never found out what happened to them. They hadn't been cruel or unjust. They simply didn't understand what dwelled in the souls of their children. 
a priest on Perhara told Ahab and Ava that they were cursed by a dead star that would ultimately crash into their lives. They both decided they would destroy the star first. He wasn't sure now if he believed it could be stopped. On it. In the trees. Ahab climbed up into the dense foliage that surrounded him. A small scouting party quickly converged on where he had been. The sun was setting here, whatever the planet was called. It seemed fast, but this was only to his advantage. The scouts talked as they passed. The core's been hit. What, by one guy? Yeah, well, one guy just killed our only tank. Whatever. Just keep looking. Ahab stuck to the trees, unfolding and using his smaller upper arms to keep his balance. Keep going forward. They have a camp up ahead. I believe the captive warlord is inside the hastily constructed building at the center of it. There are enough guns and people there to prevent any type of solo assault, especially considering your injury. Then we don't go at it that way. What is your plan? Walk right in. Company member Ahab, I don't believe that's a good choice. Then watch me and understand. Ahab moved from tree to tree, easy to do in the dense foliage that surrounded the enemy camp. The sun had set completely, the only light now coming from a large fire by the hacked-together building they constructed. He could hear yelling from inside it. The scouts from earlier were returning to the fold, but they were on alert for him. Ahab made a circle around the camp, hanging the grenades he had used earlier on the trees like delicate Christmas ornaments. He set them all on a timer and went deeper into the woods. I have to let you go now, Kurgan. Leave the rest to me. Good luck. Ahab flipped the eyepiece into his vest and dropped to the ground. He approached the encampment, emphasizing his limp, hands in the air. I surrender. Hey, I'm coming in. Get down. I'm down. I'm down. Hands up. I'm dying out here. Take me in. Some soldiers quickly leapt on him, taking off his vest, his shoes, all his weapons, and everything else. Wow, 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 wow. Ahab. Ahab looked up and saw someone he vaguely remembered. He'd been a small-time guy back in the Sevens when he was on board. Middle management for a Merc army. He left shortly before Ahab did. Gripper? Yeah, dude. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. You know, we've been getting reports of attacks all over today. I didn't expect it was you guys. The Sevens hitting back. That is genuinely surprising. How did we not know this? I don't know. It must have been done back-channel style. We got bugs all over the place there. If anybody had whispered a word, we'd have heard it. Fascinating. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Ahab, how you been? Better. You guys blew my knee out. I see we did. I see, I see we took it right out from under you. Much like uh, Warlord Goofass in the building back there. Just so you know, I quit the Sevens. Another twist. A lifelong soldier bailing on his buddies. I'm not sure I smell the truth in that, Ahab. Wanted to run my own thing. Huh. I guess you were always smart. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I couldn't be bothered running anything more than this. I like other people taking the stress. I just want the paycheck. Me too. Ahab. Listen. This ain't personal. I didn't know it was you. Trust me. But I get it. No, you don't. 
But you will. Gripper reared back and kicked Ahab in the head so hard he felt like he was seeing through the cracks of time itself. He didn't lose consciousness for long, but it was clear to him in his moments of clarity that to Gripper, this might actually be personal. He knew he was on borrowed time, and this hadn't exactly gone quite to plan yet. He focused his mind on coming back together. Something to cling to. Of course, the first thing to come to mind was him, his old friend. He saw it through his own eyes, the way his memory seemed to have encapsulated the moment. The swords hitting together, not quite serious, but not quite. Not. Dusk. What was the smell? Like oranges. A grove on this empty space. He could see the mechanical workings of the body before him. Dependable was literally his first name. Or had he shed that name by then? Dependable Operations Manager. If you said it all together, he didn't sound half as vicious. What was it that happened next? What about luck? Luck is made, not found. Ahab remembered he laughed at the seriousness of the whole thing. He suddenly found his surroundings comical, almost. Then he was smoking. They had stopped. He had all four arms, then. He remembered laying back. There were, what, six moons on that planet? Each seemed a different color. One had a ring. He thought he could see a distinct piece of rock within one. It was that close. Ahab, I believe I created myself. That I gained the knowledge of self in order to conquer. To build up and destroy. The impulse is what has driven me from a nail to a hammer. The sniper you befriended, Clyde. What about him? He would be useful. A good shot. Quiet. You gonna date him or something? He should join us for strength. For power. Ahab remembered looking over. Dom sitting there on a log. He looked at the way his body had been built. Presumably by Dom himself. The smooth edges that led into hard, rough turns. He didn't look like anything, just shapes all smashed together. He didn't know why Dom took to him the way he did. Maybe he was just lonely? Maybe he saw something in Ahab that fed into whatever he had that qualified as an ego. For now, Ahab focused on this one thing, Dom looking at the moon. Just focusing on that, trying to bring his brain back down to earth. Dom and the moon. He looked around, the fuzziness wearing off. Focus. 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 Who are you? You're wasted, Ahab. Did they melt your brain or something? How many times do I have to pretend like that's the first time you've asked? Yes, a warlord. Solomon. That hot trash gave me a full-on concussion, didn't he? You've been calling him a butt plug under your breath. Let's make some promises. One, I'm getting you out of here. Two, you would tell no one about that. Yeah, it works for me. My friends are jackass toolboxes and I can't deal with their bullshit today. Sure, whatever, but you're not getting out of here with me. I don't know if you can clearly see in here because of all the dark, but my legs are gone, man. Shot yours too? No, they cut them off. That's not a euphemism. They literally cut off my legs. What the shit, dude? Well, I mean, they were going to make me eat them, but I cried too much. Yeesh. Yeah, so I'm a baby for not wanting to eat my own legs. You should leave out the crime. Just, you know, be cool. Yeah, I'll be cool. What are you going to do, though? Just fill me in. What the hell is going on here? Caught my ship, killed my dudes, drug me out here, tried to get info on some crap I didn't know, some kind of super weapon, old leadership, I have no idea. General Squanch only promoted me to Warlord, like, a few months ago, I think. 
they were going to kill me, and then they started getting antsy about some attack. That was all you? I'm a one-man shooting machine. <clears throat> Man, my head is on fire. I gotta stay in the moment. I need Gripper in here. I can manage that. Do you have anything? Is there anything in here that can kill someone? Uh, my legs. Over in the corner. That's all the food they gave me. That is perfect. Yeah. I know, nothing to use. Nah, man, your leg bone. So you think you're gonna kill a heavily armed group of pipe-hitting dickbags with my femur? Well, yeah. (laughs) What time is it? It's night. I don't have legs or a watch. Damn, sorry. Jeez, just, just get Gripper in here. Gripper! That's it. As called, Gripper entered the tent. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Solomon, I totally forgot we were going to execute you today. Hey, I think we should get on that. Tell me what time it is. Uh, it's... What? Um, it's, uh... It's about a quarter of eight. Ugh, you're one of those people? Excuse me, who are those people? Just say the time. What does quarter of eight even mean? 7.45? 8.45? 8.15? I don't know. I have no idea what that means. What time is it? You look at a watch, you say it's damn quarter of, cut that shit out, say the time. I guess I didn't kick you hard enough. It's 8.09. That's not even a quarter of anything. I said about a quarter of eight. You know what? No, forget the plans. I'm dragging you both out of here. Wait, wait, wait. 30 more seconds. No! Yeah, just, just a second. Ahab crawled over to the corner of the cell and got Solomon's leg, desperately pulling out a sharp piece of the leg bone. I'm going to stab you through the neck with this, by the way. (laughs) You're the weirdest man I ever met, Ahab. Thanks. Oh, and I'm sorry. About what? About killing every single guy outside this building and also ruining your plans and also killing you with this leg bone. Whatever. Why would you surrender in the first place? You knew what was going to happen. It's the Triple Seven's way, don't you remember? Because, my old pal, I wanted to be inside the building. Wow, 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 wow. Well, you did it. Just then, the grenades on the perimeter of the compound went off. First, a dozen flashes, bright enough to wake the sun. After that, only fire. As Ahab planned, the cell holding he and Solomon was the strongest, most secure part of the camp. When the dust settled, Ahab lightly kicked the door to the cell, which fell open. Gripper was holding his eyes, and his armor was on fire. You asshole! You piece of shit! I said sorry, damn, dude. Ahab lifted the leg bone and drove it into Gripper's neck. He turned back to Solomon and lifted his legless body onto his back, supporting it with his secondary arms. Alright. You know where they might have my stuff? They put it over there, by the fire. I don't see it. The other fire. Oh. There it is. Thanks, buddy. You used to be a warlord, right? Yeah. That was another life, though. I... didn't know what they were supposed to be like until just now. Hey, thanks, man. Ahab set Solomon down and redressed himself, and he called up the Kurgan. If you could, Kurgan, bring the shuttle down near the firestorm. I'm in the middle of it. Sending the shuttle, company member Ahab. That was quite a show. Did you get all the cool stuff I said on tape? Did you record it? I did. Ooh, man, I can't wait till they say I'm lying. That was so badass, right? Very. All right, Solomon. Let's go. Ahab lives to kick ass another day. But what about Bernie and Clyde? Find out next time on Episode 7, The Shape of Things That Were, or Freight Train. 
The Misery Loves Company is written, directed, and produced by Morgan Stewart and stars Derek Huss, Katie Pappas, Jake Roberts, Ryan Sheehy, and Morgan Stewart. Guests in this episode included Kate Matthews and Christian Gray Moore. Music is provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. You can learn more about the cast and read complete scripts at mlcpodcast.com. <laughs>